My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, family and friends from around the country and around the world. I have an explosive show for you today. We've seen the testimony of these two individuals that are both USPS workers uh, that have shared their accounts of what took place that were absolutely un-American and went against everything that our country, every single one of us in our country should hold dear, the right to vote and know that our votes matter, that our votes count. So on with me today are two individuals that have come out uh, publicly to share their story uh, Ethan and Jesse. Jesse is on the left. Ethan's on the right. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you so much. And let me just first say thank you as Americans to be patriotic. I know it couldn't have been easy for you to come forward with the information that you've shared publicly and that you're sharing on my show today. Uh, I also understand that neither of you voted for Donald Trump, so you have no bias. You have no reason to share the testimony that you've shared in your stories and your accounts, um, but from your own mouths, neither of you voted for Donald Trump this uh, this election? No, nope, I did not vote for Donald Trump this election. And Ethan? I actually voted Libertarian this election. All right. So the fact that you guys didn't really have a stake in this as far as trying to show any support for Donald Trump, and yet the fact that you've come out boldly to share your accounts of what looks like in all in all accounts and you know walks like a duck quacks like a duck it's probably du a duck uh, what looks like absolute voter fraud for you gentlemen to do that kudos to you my hats off to you so appreciative for you guys and your boldness to come forward and share your stories thank you thank you I, I truly appreciate that thank you so Jesse let's start with you share with us we've seen most of the testimony we, you you were you're a truck you you drive trucks for you USPS. You go from uh, you. You drop off your your mail at different locations. Uh, you were at your location early in the morning. They had you waiting for six hours. They loaded up your truck with these gaylords, these big gigantic uh, holding tanks, if you will, for mail. And for sure, you knew you saw that there were ballots inside those gaylords. Yeah. If you want me to, I'll go and start it from the beginning. Yeah. All right. Please do. This is this is what it, what it did uh, October twenty first. I went, I picked up my truck where I normally do in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And let me clarify something. I, we subcontract work from USPS. Okay. Not, I don't work directly through them, okay? okay. Um, so anyways, I pick my truck up. I go over to the USPS building in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Everything's normal. I secure my load. I get my ticket, my slip. And what that has on it is it has the time, the date, it has uh, how much stuff I have in my trailer. It has my name. It has the, the the seal number on the bottom of it. It might have who loaded my trailer, the expediter's name. Um, it just has the everything on it, the, the trailer number. Um, so, anyways, I, I secure my load. Uh, we shut the door. We seal the we seal it. Whenever you seal it, it's a metal seal, so you can't just rip the seal off. It has to be cut off. For you to gain access to the trailer, then okay, and they do that just for so that way you know that the load has not been compromised uh, as you as you're en route or or route to right. the next destination. Right, um, it's everything sealed as it was when it was put in. Um, I drive to Bethpage, New York. Uh, I check in. I'm assigned the door. I go and dock my trailer in that door. 
I go inside, and that's when things take a, a turn a little weird. Um, uh, I didn't really notice it at first. I didn't tell you the truth. I didn't think of it. But I go in. I give the lady the slip. And I say, hey, how are you doing? She goes, good. How are you doing? You know, I'm like, good. And uh, she goes, uh, guess what? She's like, today you have, you're taking back a load of mail-in ballots. And I said, excuse me. And she's like, you're taking back a load of mail-in ballots. And I'm like, sweet. You know, like, awesome. Like, I'm, I'm doing something for the presidential election. Like, how neat is that, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I go over to the trailer. I watch it unloaded. And then I watch it loaded and i like watching my trailers be loaded uh just so that way i can see how it is loaded um I, so that way it's not loaded too heavy in the front too heavy in the back too heavy on one side uh it's, it makes for easier transport it cuts back on rollovers cuts it cuts back on a lot of things all right so that's so that's how you knew you you physically saw there were ballots in those gaylords yeah so the very first two pallets that came on my trailer were really really tall uh, they had the tall gay lords. Those were for Lancaster. I know they're from Lancaster because I had uh, uh, placards on the front, white placards or pieces of paper. It says Lancaster. <laughs> and then they'll say they'll have scanners there so that way they can scan the pallets to come off, okay? Um, and then the rest of them came that said they had white placards that say Harrisburg. And they have some of them scan it when they come off, okay? And those ones, so those gay lords, they were smaller. They probably were about maybe three and a half foot tall, about up to my waist, all right? Um, and, you know, big, so gay lord, all it is is a big cardboard box that sits on yeah. the floor. That's all it is. Now, the and tall ones, how big are the big ones? Are they like five, six feet tall? Probably over six feet. They're taller than me. I can't see in them. So maybe six, wow. six five, something around there. They're tall. How many total of these containers were in your truck? Total, a total altogether would be 26, counting the Lancaster. And each one of these can hold, the three-foot ones can hold how many ballots are you are you thinking that you've heard? I, I don't know. I, I told someone else I sucked at the jelly bean guessing game. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, that's not, I don't know how many. But the Lancaster ones, they didn't have these ballots in it, okay? let's. I want I want that clear. I okay. that there's like a, a box sticking out of the top. Um, I don't know. It could have been like a exhaust pipe or something. I, I don't know what it was, you know, but yeah. Um, so anyways, the other ones though, the ones I could see they had what they had. So they had your gay Lords, then you had your totes or bins and then the mail was lined up in the bins. And then what they do is they would stack the bins on top of each other. So a line of mail, Boom, next one. So it's boom, boom, boom. So that way they're in. So they're in the Gaylords. As they were bringing the gate or the Gaylords out to the trailer to be loaded, from them bouncing, um, coming to the trailer, some of the, the, the mail in ballots would came out from that stack. So you could see the mail. So see and I could see the, like the return addresses had writing on them. I didn't. I didn't sit there and look to be like, oh, Phil Crosby, you know, like. Right. I didn't. I didn't look to see names. I just. It was just going in so fast, and I honestly, God, I just didn't think of it, man. Like, I didn't think of it. Like, you know, yeah. the name, get a stick, and I didn't think of it. Um, you knew they were votes. You get your truck loaded. Then, uh, and then instead of your instead of your normal route, what what happened then? When did everything start oh, to kind of? really look weird and seem weird to you like something else was going on so i roll out of there and i get to harrisburg and i was made to wait 
I'm sitting there waiting, 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 waiting so long that I actually ran out of hours and I had to go on a 16, my 16 hour, okay? I was about out of that. I had an hour left of that. When I went inside, I had to go, hey, what the heck is going on? Like, I don't have much time left. Like, what are we doing? What's going on? And I was told to hold on. Next thing I know, the transportation supervisor came down. He goes, hey, how's it going? I say, good. He goes, I'm the transportation supervisor. He said, look, I'm going to need you to take your trailer to Lancaster. And I go, why would I take my trailer to Lancaster? Because my my thinking, logical thinking, would be like, hey, leave, leave the trailer here or something, you know, like so that way they can take it off and then take the trailer back to Lancaster because you only have two pieces. It doesn't make sense to take that trailer to Lancaster off unload the whole trailer for your two pals to load the whole trailer to load that tra- that stuff on another trailer to bring back the Lancaster to bring to bring back the Harrisburg to have it all off unloaded. That's not proper. That's right. you're you're causing more work than ever on that one. Um, so he said, uh, "Just take it to, to Lancaster." And I said, "Okay." I was like, "Whatever." I was like, "Can I get my slip?" And he goes, "No." He said, "I can't give you a slip." And I and I'm I was like, "I need a slip." He's like, I'm not giving you a slip. He's like, you need to be off and loaded to get a slip. I said, all right. I said, well, all right. Well, let me get a late slip. All a late slip is is just a slip saying, hey, this guy's been here since 9.15 this morning. It's now 3-something. He's rolling out. We need to pay him for it. He told me, no, right. I didn't get that either. I said, no. Why, why, would he not, why would he not want you to have uh, proof of what time you left uh, and all the other all the other formalities that are supposed to go along with you to be able to do your job. Any idea? I have no clue, but we can only guess. You know, mm. we can only guess, and it's it's quite sad to be honest. So you take your so you so you finally take your truck. You take your truck and your trailer. Uh, you drop your you drop your trailer off. Uh, here's the question: So your trailer doesn't normally get unloaded. You drop it off and leave it, and then is my is it my understanding you leave it overnight, or how long yeah, did you leave I it before it, it was then gone? Drop it off there. I put it in door 34 in Lancaster. Uh, dock door 34 is where I dock door. That's where I drop it off at, and that's where I dropped it off at. And then uh, I go and take my truck. I drive my truck over to where I parked my truck, and I got my car and drove home. I come back the next morning. My trailer's not there. It's gone. It's a different trailer sitting in the door. So that's a normal that's a normal process as far as what you're used to doing is you'll go, you'll take your truck, and tr- you'll take your trailer full of whatever you're supposed to be delivering, you'll drop it off until the next morning. And then you go back the next morning and, and finish the route. Yeah, I go back. No, 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 no. So the stuff, so they'll go and Lancaster stuff is on the Lancaster. So they'll, so I stop in Harrisburg all every day, uh, every day that I do the run, I stop in Harrisburg. Harrisburg takes off Harrisburg stuff. Right. I take that trailer that has Lancaster stuff in the Lancaster. Gotcha. And it off. They'll take off Lancaster stuff. Then they load it back up for Beth Page stuff. So that way when I come in at one o'clock in the morning, 1245, one o'clock, that I can roll back up to Beth Page with Beth Page stuff. Okay, gotcha. So you leave your tra- you leave your trailer there and you go back uh, when you're supposed to to pick it up to carry it to continue your your route, your cycle, and your trailer's just disappeared. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. They have another trailer there. I drove around that yard to look to see if the trailer was there. The trailer's not there. I went and did my run in Bethpage, New York, made that. And then I came, when I came back to Harrisburg, I was like, well, maybe my trailer's sitting in Harrisburg. And let me tell you, like, I like my trailer, so I wouldn't mind getting my trailer back. So that it was a good trailer. They, 
you don't know what it's like to have a crappy trailer. You know, it's, 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 it can be, especially people like, look, you ever have a trailer with spring ride and uh, suspension? It's yeah. you're jumping down the highway the whole way, man. Uh, so, like, it, it sounds like it's a chain of, a chain of custody issue as well for <laughs> you to have dropped that trailer off that you know is full of ballots and then it just disappears. And it's not in Harrisburg. That's the thing. Like I went to Harrisburg where I went there the following day. I drove around. Not in Harrisburg either. So like, like, where's the trailer? Where did it roll? Like, you can't, you can't like a house wheels, but I'm guaranteed you the damn thing didn't grow some legs and roll off on it. I'm did they give you any explanation? Did were you able to find out any explanation as to where it went uh, or anything? I didn't get no explanation on nothing, uh, nothing at all on that, sir. So what's the su- what's the summary of your entire thing? It's just the the phantom trailer, the 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 six hour wait. Uh, they're telling you to go a different direction, and it's not even your boss. It's somebody that's not even normally supposed to talk to you. That supervisor should be talking to your supervisor to give you directions. So the the whole thing is just obviously something's going on, and you're out of the loop, and you're you're the one that's stuck. Uh, just saying, hey, I know this truck was full of a bunch of ballots, and I don't know where they went, and nobody knows where they went because nobody can tell you. Uh, that's, that's the summary of basically what happened with you, right? Correct. So we're left as the American people in the dark, like you are completely in the dark as to why the chain of command was changed, why, why it was, uh, abruptly, you know, changed and, and all these, where'd all these ballots go? Who, who, who went through all these ballots? We have no idea, but it's, uh, it's very interesting to me that this, that this took place. And for you and your story, uh, I'll come back to that question. Actually, I want to get to Ethan. I know you guys have another interview. I think you just finished up with Hannity. I don't know who you have the rest of the uh, the rest of the day. But Ethan, let's get to your story. What transpired that that made you realize that something uh, was not right that was going on with you at your uh, USPS location? So I was the driver who would take the nightly box truck at the end of the night at my um, subcontracting company for the USPS that I worked for. I would take the nightly box truck at the end of the night to the USPS with all of our mail from the end of the day, including all the ballots from the day. And that was totally normal leading up to the election. Um, November 2nd, I had one ballot to take and I thought, you know, hey, that's the end of it. And November 3rd came around, no more ballots. And so I was like, yay, you know, the election's over. I did my part. Well, then November 4th, I come back to the post office lobby to do my certified mail run and the post office supervisor asked me if i'd forgotten any ballots the night before and i didn't have any i looked all over for them just to be sure that i didn't miss them and so i told him i was like no i didn't forget any why and he said that an order came down from the wisconsin illinois chapter of the postal service to look for a hundred thousand missing ballots and they we're supposed to do this sweep before the 8 p.m. Uh, polling station closing deadline. Right. But I guess they didn't have time and they ended up doing it all in the early hours of the morning. I was told around 4 a.m. on November 4th. And which, you know, I was thinking, okay, but they have to be processed and they have to be dated. And I asked another employee on November 5th if I was going to get in trouble for the ballots coming in late because. You know, that was my responsibility to get the ballots to the Postal Service. And they told me, oh, no, it's fine. As long as they got postmarked on time, that's why they had us do that. And I was like, well, you know, I thought about it afterwards. I didn't say anything at the time. 
And I thought about it, and I was like, well, then they would have had to backdate them for the third for them to get accepted. Right. Then I realized, like, wow, the severity of the situation, and it could be up to 100,000 ballots. Wow. So it sounds to me like uh, there's obviously, I mean, I, I don't know where you guys sit now, but neither of you having voted for Donald Trump for your own reasons. And we, as Americans, we all have our own right and, and you know, uh, the free will to vote for and support who we want to. But in your guys' opinion, from what you've seen from, I don't know if you've seen some of the other testimony that's gone on the last few days in all these different states with all these hearings and people sharing about their own testimony and eyewitness accounts of what they suspect is some type of voter fraud action. What, what, is your, what does your heart tell you uh, that went on with this election? Do you think that it was an honest and fair election? Oh, no. You have to be, I'm not even going to say it, but look, there's nothing honest about it. Nothing honest. And if, if someone can sit there straight face and say that we had an honest election, they lying through their teeth, and you got to worry about that, man. What do you think, Ethan? Yeah, I think that if anything, like this needs to be investigated and then we can get to the bottom of it and find out if there really was fraud or if maybe there was just misunderstandings. But I think it's pretty clear that it was more than just misunderstandings. That'd be a heck of a lot of misunderstandings that took place all over the country, especially uh, in these swing states. Uh, I've got one question for you guys. I got to do one quick promo, but I want to ask you about the hate and maybe possibly some of the division or turbulence that you've each experienced in your lives. Give me 30 seconds here. Friends, if you like the show that I bring you guys, please support me. One of the best ways that you can support yourself is by getting yourself something nice at MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a good friend of mine. He's a champion for the president. He's co-sponsored a tour that's going to hit 27 cities, ending in D.C. on December 12th, and uh, I love his codes. Use his code Kraken. Yes, we want the Kraken released. K-R-A-K-E-N. Use the code Kraken for your best discounts at MyPillow.com and get yourself or your or, for, or your friends or family something nice this Christmas. All right, guys. you, you It couldn't have been easy for you to come out and share your stories, uh, especially not being individuals that voted for Donald Trump. Have you experienced any uh, hatred even from your own family? You know, I, it's easy to get hate from people that don't know you. Uh, you've probably gotten death threats, but are you also dealing with some turbulence in your guys' own families over this? Um, I haven't received like any hate. Uh, honestly, I've been trying to kind of avoid social media and things like that. But my own family, uh, quite a few of them are Biden supporters. And before I came forward with this, I did tell them like, hey, I saw something and I am going to speak about it. And they were very submissive of it. And they told me, Ethan, your story is just hearsay. You can't come forward with that. And I was like, well, I have to. It's just, it's the right thing to do. And if it were hearsay and it gets investigated and nothing comes of it, then hey, at least it was investigated and everybody can be sure. And that should be what everybody in the country wants. It baffles me though, that most people on the left, most Biden supporters, they don't want any investigations. They don't want to know anything. They just want to believe what the mainstream media continues to tell them that Joe Biden won. That's it. That's end of discussion, end of story. Let's move on. But any honest, true, integrous American, I believe, should want exactly what you said, Ethan. We should want investigations. We should want to know exactly what went on and make sure that every vote, every legal vote actually counted. Uh, Jesse, how about you, my brother? Have you dealt with any turbulence over coming out from uh, over this? I, I've dealt with a lot. And like from the, the very beginning, 
I said I had everything to lose, nothing to gain. I have lost a lot. There's a lot of things I don't want to come out and talk about. Um, I will say, I will say that um, being here, being with Phil, being with all this whole crew, and being with all these guys, I've felt the safest, the safest I've felt in a long time for the past month. I had a lot of, a lot, a lot of crazy stuff that has happened to me. And I'm going to sit here and say, if there's anyone else out there that's like me or Ethan, don't be afraid to come out. It's all a intimidation factor, and don't be scared to come out. Because it, America, America's depending on you. We're depending on you. Everyone's depending on you because I know there's more of us. I know there's probably another, another me out there. There have to be another me, maybe in California, who knows? But I know there's probably another me. So don't be scared to come out. Do the right thing for your country. Well, that is exactly the sentiment. And, and uh, I couldn't have said it any better myself. You guys, you know, you uh, you were bold enough, courageous enough, uh, regardless of politics, to share your stories, to share what you witnessed. And like you said, Ethan, I think investigations need to be done. I think forensic audits need to be done of every single vote. Uh, and like you said, Jesse, it, it should be every American's obligation and feel like it's their own patriotic duty. We live in the greatest country in the history of the world because we have the opportunity to vote. And if we take that away, we've got a socialist dictator type of a country like Venezuela. And what kind of country are, them, are we then leaving to our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids? Right, right. You so Jesse, go ahead, Jesse, you had, you had something to say? I say you nailed it on the head there, brother. You nailed it right on the head, man. Well, I just pray that God would continue to uh, make you guys feel safe. I pray that through this entire process, uh, in God's own way, I'm a big believer. I've, we've got a good Papa God. He's He's shown Himself so true and so uh, faithful in my life that uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't end this with you guys being as patriotic as you are without just sharing that you've got a lot of people praying for you. You got a people that believe a lot of people out there that believe in you and are so thankful that you had the courage to, to stand up and speak out. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope your story gets out there everywhere. And I hope other Americans, like you said, Jesse, that do that did see something will be courageous enough to say something. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless. Friends, you heard it right there from Jesse and Ethan's own mouths. What went on with them was highly suspect. We're hearing testimonies of individuals like that all over the country. And uh, like they said, any sane person that thinks that this was an honest, free and fair election, there's just something wrong with that. We should all want to know that it was an honest, free fair, and fair election and that all of our votes counted the way that they should. And uh, that's just uh, what we all hope takes place. So pray for those guys. We're believing for those guys. And like I said, get over to MyPillow.com and use that code Kraken. We need the Kraken release all over the country. God bless you. We'll see you all again soon. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.